Thank you for joining us as we study God's word together. We'd love to hear how God is moving in your heart and get you connected into the Woodside Bible Church family. Head to woodsidebible.org contact to introduce yourself today. This, uh, this, this month we've been talking about built for more, that you and I are created for more. In the last two weeks we've talked about how we're created to more for, to be together and how we are the community in the hands and feet of Jesus. Last week we talked about what it was like to have God next to us, working through our fears, working through our concerns. And so today I have the honor of kind of wrapping this series up, and I love that families are here, I love that kiddos are in the room, and I want to be able to talk to all of you and engage with all of you in God's Word today. Um, so today's uh, big idea, or, or the lesson for today, is God blessing us for the good of the nations. What we've all felt God's blessing on our lives, or we've prayed for God's blessing on our life, but what is the purpose of that blessing? Have we thought about that? Have we asked ourselves, what is the purpose of God blessing us? And how does this fit with the grand scheme of being built for more? That there is a global, massive purpose that God has for your life and for my life and what does that look like, and what does that mean? Now, as we start to work through this, before we get there, this idea of God blessing us for the good of the nations kind of can be compared to an idea of paying it forward. Uh, early 2000s, there was a book that was made, there was a video that was uh, uh, made as well about the idea of blessing someone else, doing something good for someone else. Uh, there was a phenomenon in Starbucks a couple few years ago, I think in 2014, uh, where this, th- this began. Somebody bought their order and then bought the order behind them. And I know this happened in a m- number of different Starbucks, but this one particular one, it lasted for 11 hours. For 11 hours, people bought the order behind them, and it, and it was an unbreakable chain for 11 hours. Now, that's amazing. That's awesome. And in this book and in this movie, the point was, how can we bless those around us? And in the community where this story was happening, they felt like they were family. So this Starbucks deal, the blessing somebody else, that's a good understanding or that starts to understand of what God's doing for us, but it pales in comparison because of the massive global purpose that God has for you and for me as the body of Christ. And so as we work through this, I'm excited for you guys to see what this purpose actually is. Now, it's at this point of the notes that as I was studying, this went way over my head and it stayed there. However, it's a super good, important understanding of this passage, and so I want to try and work through it really quickly. Literature is structured in different ways. This psalm, Psalm 67, happens to be structured, and the term for this is chiastic. Now, don't you feel smart? Because I do after studying this. Chiastic is a structure, and really simply, it looks like this. Let's see if it's on there. All right, it's a pattern. Kids, what's the pattern? Do you see the pattern? It goes A, B, C, B, A. So there's a pattern there. This psalm is structured like this. And it's done so, this is why it's so incredible. It's done so 
you can understand and feel this purpose of God blessing you and God blessing me. As we work through the scripture this morning, I will show you what each part of this structure is. So, uh, that took me forever to, to figure out, though, by the way. I, I had to read that and reread that. So, that is our structure. That's the way the psalm is. If you open up your scriptures, we're going to look at first Psalms 67, 1 and 2. That's A. And in Psalm 67, verses 6 and 7, that's also A. Those are bookend. We're going to see how they all come together in the middle, okay? So, as we read Psalm 67, 1 through 2, May God be gracious to us and bless us. Make his face to shine upon us, Selah, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. And then Psalm 67, 6 through 7. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. These two sections, these two A in our patterns, the psalmist is, it's a prayer to our God. It's a prayer asking for blessing. It's a prayer asking for a blessing that has a higher purpose. It's funny because these two verses, or, or the way that this starts, the way the psalmist starts, looks a lot like a prayer back older in the Older Testament in Numbers. Let's look at that Numbers passage. I want you to see a couple things. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, and then the rest of the verse goes on about how God wanted Aaron and his sons to pray a blessing over the people. If you go back to this psalm's passage, the biggest difference between those two things is that David is asking us to enter, for us to enter, into this time of asking God to bless us. It's not merely just a, a praying over. The psalmist is asking us to get in the middle of, in the middle of praying for God's blessing. Kiddos, maybe sometimes at night you get a little nervous. Maybe you get a little scared. Even in that moment, as you are asking, you are able to ask God to bless you, to keep you safe, to give you a spirit of courage, not of fear. The psalmist is saying that we can enter into this time of prayer, which is so, so amazing and personal. How much in this time period of our lives are we seeking and looking and begging for blessing on our life? Because what have you had to go through this past week? What have you had to go through since March? What have some of us had to go through for the last five years? The psalmist is saying that you and I can enter into a prayer to ask God to bless you and I. It's very personal and very powerful. But it comes because of a purpose. Not just so you and I feel good and safe and comfortable. There is a purpose for God's blessing on us. The question I have for you and the question that I've asked myself is are we doing, are we praying for that blessing in connection of that greater purpose? I am selfish. I am a sinner. My proclivity or uh, what, what, I, what I am prone to do 
is pray for myself, is to think of myself. When there is a conflict and I immediately get upset, it's because I'm being selfish. I have to check my heart all the time. We have to check our hearts all the time. Are we praying for God's blessing in connection with that higher purpose and that higher calling? Kiddos, I want you to think about what you have, about what you're blessed with, about what this could look like as we are praying for our blessings to bless the nations, for the good of the nations. This massive purpose is not so that we feel comfortable. It's so that we can help those around us. It's so that we can be a part of their lives and show them who God is and his love and all the amazing things that he has done in, in bringing his creation back to himself. Kiddos, I want you to think the things that you are blessed with. Somebody, kids, shout out. What are some of the things that you're blessed with at home? Some of your fun things. Anybody? I know for me, some of the things that, anybody? Family. Okay, we got family. Dave, you are definitely not a kid. You almost fooled me, though. Uh, at home, kiddos, with your families, talk about what are the things that you have that you're blessed with that you can impact those around you, that you can do something good for those around you. Parents, even kiddos that are, that are getting allowance, there's a simple way, but lately it's been very difficult to think about, there's a simple way for us to bless those around us. As God is blessing us financially, and he calls us to give to him, to give to his church for the purpose of this global purpose, uh, this global work. It's hard right now, though. Some of us are only at 80% income. Some of us don't have a job. Some of us feel like, how can I bless somebody else when I'm not being blessed? And it's super easy to bless those around us when we feel blessed. Do you understand what I mean by that? When I feel like I'm being blessed, when I've got money in the bank, everything feels comfortable, it's easy now for me, easier to think about how can I bless those around me. But when things are tighter, when all of a sudden our focus, my focus shifts from God's blessing and grace and mercy, and it shifts to what about this? What about this? What about school? What are we going to do for school? We both got to work. I don't know what in the world that <laughs> curriculum is saying, but I can't teach that. What are we supposed to do? And it's super easy. The enemy wants us to just focus here, all here. Don't worry about anybody else. Don't worry about this massive global purpose in your life. Let's focus right here. It's easy to bless others. It's easier to bless others when we're feeling blessed, but I am challenging myself and you that regardless of your situation, as you're praying for God's blessing, understand that he's going to give it to you. He has given it to you. He will continue to give it to you for the purpose of blessing those around you. So don't miss those things. So the first point is to pray for God's blessings for the nations. The second point is that we must call for God's praise among the nations. In Psalm 67, 3 and verse 5, these are the B's. You have the A's for 1 and 2 and 6 and 7. Now we're coming into the B's. We're getting closer to the center. The center is the climax. 
Psalms 67.3 and Psalm 67.5 says, Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. How many of you knew that song uh, that we just sang at the top of my lungs? Okay, down in kids' ministry, we sing that all the time. We've got fun motions. But the message of that, at the top of my lungs, I am wanting to praise the God of the nations who blesses us and who's there with us. I love that song, and I love that you girls helped us go into that. Thank you very much. It's interesting because as the psalmist is asking for us to praise God with everything that we have, emphasizing that it's not just you and I here in this building, but that across the globe, he is calling for the praise, the praise of God our Father. Now, that massive purpose, how we get to this, is coming soon. These are steps that are getting to that place. As we're praising God for salvation, as we're praising God for his rule, salvation is what we want to focus on right now. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, it says that, therefore God, so, so, so it says, therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Here we go. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Every one of us will eventually praise God for who he is when we hear the name Jesus. What the psalmist is asking is for us to do that in advance of that time when every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. You and I are able to do that now. We are able, we are, the psalmist is calling on us to not only shout from the mountaintops the praise of God, but to show others to me, a movement that we are ones who praise God no matter what. And lately, it's been difficult to be able to do that. At least for me. Understanding all of the other things that are just pounding in. The things that take my uh, focus away. The things that rob my um, praise and my adoration of God because my focus is someplace else. So sometimes it's very difficult. And so the psalmist is asking us, call for praise among the nations as you are being blessed and as you are blessing others for this global purpose. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God for what he's done in your life. Praise God. Last week we talked about, uh, I, I believe, the, the fear or the travesties that God has kept from our lives. Praise God. Praise him from the mountaintops. Praise him with everything that you have. That worship aspect of praising. Uh, John Piper wrote a book called Let the Nations Be Glad. And in a, at the very beginning of this book, he quoted this. He said, missions is not the ultimate goal of the church. Worship is. The goal of missions because in missions, we simply aim to bring... This is the goal of missions, I'm sorry. Because in missions, we simply aim to bring the nations into a white, hot enjoyment of God's glory. For you and I to call for the praise of the nations, the blessing of the nations, to be the hands and feet of Jesus to the nations, is doing so for the purpose of worship and praise of our God. Now... 
in, 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 in the call to this, Woodside does this in a number of ways, two very important ways. One, we gather together here. We gather together as the community, as the body of Christ. We gather together, and with one voice, we sing praise. And I love being able to come here and celebrate with you all. And be in the same room with the same spirit, enjoying our familial understanding of each other. And I love that. There's another very, very important way that we do this when we gather. It's in our groups. It's in our life groups. We're going to be talking about that more in a little bit. But when you and I are in our life, life groups all over wherever we're at, Southeast Michigan, and we're singing the praises, and we're praising God, and we're blessing, as we're blessed, we bless the nations, we're able to do that as a life group and impact those around us. Another way we do this is, um, is uh, missions, missional work. We have a lot of different partners, Thailand, Mexico, all over the place. It's why it's so important as regardless of how we feel that we're blessed, that we, that we pursue the blessing of the nations with our tithes and our offerings. It's amazing to see what Woodside has been able to do through all of these kinds of things, and that is because of the generous giving. Every Monday here, we're able to feed 300 plus families with a partnership with Forgotten Harvest. We're able to do that every single Monday. We've got blessings and backpacks coming up. And, and honestly, all of this requires tithes and offerings, but there's so, so, so much more that's being done on a daily basis that's impacting families in the community for God. And that's because of our faithfulness in blessing others as we are blessed. Not how we feel that we're blessed, but understanding the promise that God is blessing us. So we have our A and our B sections calling for the blessing of the nations, calling for the praise of God. And this is why that structure is so, so important, because even in the structure, it's bringing everything to the center. That the beginning is flowing to the center, and then the end is flowing from the center. Everything comes and culminates in the center. And that is, number three, that there is a celebration of God's rule over the nations. In Psalm 67, 4, it says this. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity or fairness and guide the nations upon the earth. Selah. A and B, the portions of scriptures that were in the A and B sections, were meant to point us to this center, point us to this C in our structure. Point us to the understanding that we are glad and we sing for joy. And why is that? Because of the rule of God's life in our lives and in the nations. Now, why do you suppose God's rule or kingdom is so important that it was exciting for Jesus as he was finishing his work on the cross, pointing to this, pointing to the time where God will restore all things back to himself? Why is the rule so important? Why is his kingdom so important? Okay, kiddos, I want you to shout out what is, or adults, doesn't matter. Shout out what your favorite sport or game is, game that you like to play. Shout out your favorite sport. Let's do that first. Okay, baseball. We got two baseballs in the house. Anybody else? How about football? Anybody a big football fan? What was that? Golf. Did you say golf? Huh? I love golf. It's like the best sport for, sport for rules, too. That's perfect. Yes, I love golf. Oh, what'd you say? Golf, I love it. 
Um, okay, so all of your favorite sports, all of your favorite activities, football, baseball, golf, maybe it's dodgeball, whatever it is. Have you ever tried to play those games or tried to be a part of that sport without any rules? Without any sandbox to play on, without any boundaries? It seems like freedom. Finally, we can just do whatever we want, whenever we want to do it. Maybe I'll be good at this sport. But in actuality, what happens? It becomes mind-numbingly frustrating. Who's scoring on what goal? What's happening there? I can take the golf ball and instead of hitting it, I can just put it in the hole and score a hole in one. That sounds great. But it's no fun. It's chaos. Have you ever played a dodgeball game with no rules? It's chaos. And there are things flying at your head all over the place. It's chaos. And because of my sin, and because of your sin, because of the sin that's in the nations, it feels like chaos in our life. It feels like things are going sideways. It feels like this, this cha the chains of sin. Nope, that's wrong. Because the chains have been broken by Jesus and his blood on the cross. That's wrong. It feels like the, the weight of sin just makes, and, and it's chaotic. And it's chaotic in our life. Jesus, with his finished work on the cross, when he broke those chains of sin, when he broke the bonds of sin, when he allowed us to have a relationship with God, it's, it was the beginning and pointed to the rule of God in our life. And when we have and when we experience and celebrate his all-powerful, all-knowing rule in our life, we are experiencing life to the fullest and greatest. When we are blessing others because God blesses us. When we are calling for praising of God's glory and mercy in our life. When we are living out this in our communities. We are able to celebrate together God's rule in our life. God's kingdom in our life. That he is creator, ruler, king. Kiddos, you'll know this uh, um, uh, icon right here. This image right here. This is the God rules icon. Down in kids ministry, we have multiple icons for multiple things that talk about the gospel. This is the first one. The most important one is that we understand that God is our creator, ruler, king. Now, here are all of the gospel icons that we have in kids ministry. And this is so, so important because this is what the massive work is calling us to share and show. That God rules. We continually sin because we are not perfect. But God provided a way for you and I to have a relationship with him. That God, the perfect God, that I can't even look at. Now I can have a personal relationship and pray intimately in my bedroom for the blessings on my life and for the blessings on the nations because of Jesus. And Jesus gave his life for you and he gave it for me. And when we respond... When we respond to that, to that good news, when we respond in a massive global way to that good news, it shows you and it shows me that we are built for way more. We are built for more. We're built for more than the chaos and the uncertainty and the negativity 
in the school systems, and anything else that are just completely tearing our minds apart. We're built for more than all of those things. An amazing way, I told you we're going to talk about life groups in, in, later on. Now's the time. Here we go. <laughs> um, life groups, is smaller communities of the body. It's amazing because you get to know each other and understand each other. And you get to understand each other's stories. You understand how the gospel influenced their story. And they get to understand how the gospel influenced your story. And you get to understand who needs influence. Who needs the gospel influencing in their lives? Who needs that in your community? During all of this, especially when we weren't able to meet together, Life Groups was an amazing deal. Even if it was just on Zoom calls, seeing each other on a screen, and I know it got old after a while, but in the midst of that, we were able to stay connected to the body. We were able to bless others because God was blessing us. We were calling for the praise of God in all nations, and we were celebrating the rule of God in our lives because of what Jesus did for us. And if you're not in a life group, I highly encourage you to email us, call the office, get involved. It, it's, it can be a little nervous. It can be a little nerve-wracking. I don't know if I want to be as vulnerable. Like, it's easy for me to come in and sit in church and then go home, and, and that's fine. So it might be a little, like, I have to be vulnerable. But when the body comes together and we're centered around God and we're centered around what he does and the impact that it can have, not only on your group but the nations, it's phenomenal. We've seen in this Psalm 67 that as God is promising to bless us, that we are called to bless the nations. And as God is blessing us, we are called to praise, to call for that praise of God so that everyone around you knows that it's the God of the universe who is protecting you and keeping you safe and blessing you, that there is no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. And then in that, we are celebrating God's rule in our life and living that life to the fullest. You and I are able to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We have this honor that God is wanting to use us for those around us. Psalm 67 is such a pointed uh, passage that shows us the powerfulness of our impact on those around us. As I close, I want us to just think about this. In these last three weeks, as we've understood that we are built for more, you and I are built for more than Sunday. I'm built for more than just doing my job. In my fatherhood, I'm, I'm called. I'm built and created. I'm called to be higher than the standard of fatherhood of husband, of being a husband to my wife. I'm called to be more. We're built for more. Do you believe that? That's my question. Do you believe that your life is built for more? In these last few weeks, we've been able to come together through the Psalms and see that. God loves you. He created you. He knows everything about you. You and I are built for more. Are we willing to enter into that? Are we willing, as the psalmist is asking us, to have that personal connection with God? 
Are we willing to do that so that this massive global impact can happen? And it starts right here in our own communities. Kiddos, your friends, it starts with them. It starts with your family. It starts with your friends. It starts with your neighbors. How many times are, it's super difficult wearing a mask and going into a store and having people know that you're happy that you see them? And so I always try and say, hello, hey, hello. And if there's any kind of reciprocation, I try and, 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 and you know, move into that. It's very difficult because we all feel separated now. But it's the love of God for his call that we're built for more in this global purpose that can break through all of those separations. All of the ways that we feel like we have to stay apart, we can be so, so connected. So I ask you, are you searching and looking are you asking for God to show you how it is that you are built? Thank you for joining us as we study God's word together. We'd love to hear how God is moving in your heart and get you connected into the Woodside Bible Church family. Head to woodsidebible.org contact to introduce yourself today.